0: Oh, I'm live. It must be Thanksgiving. It's only 3 p.m. Well, wherever you are, whatever time it is you're watching or listening to this. Mm. Sorry, I just need a little drop of something before I got into the, the real deal. Hey! Happy Thanksgiving, unless you're in the States. Well, you know what? If you're in the States, you're having a pretty bad year. You're having a pretty bad four years, if we're honest about it. And uh, you know what? Maybe part of the problem is you celebrate Thanksgiving in November, because here in Canada, Thanksgiving's today. It's before Halloween. Sorry, I just need to look at my teeth. I thought I saw something in between them. This is very professional. But no, we're good. We good. Woo, Thanksgiving. You guys all have a good one? I had a- I had a quiet one, not going to lie. wasn't a big one. Um, Funny enough, you know, COVID cases here in Toronto and the whole province of Ontario, if we're honest, although it's predominantly us, uh, they're going up right now. And they're telling us, you guys got to stay in. Mm. So we did. We have a uh, a bubble family. Do you guys have a bubble? You part of a bubble? Top secret, if you have kids in school, you do not have a bubble. You are in a bubble bath. No, that sounds nice. You're not in a bubble bath. Bubble bath would be great. It's not that at all. Uh, <clears throat> no, uh, we have a bubble family, but unfortunately, the son in our bubble family, that's S-O-N, uh, my my son's best buddy, uh, took a tumble earlier this week, picked up a ding on the nogger, got a bit of a concussion, poor kid. So uh, we decided they're American, funny enough, um, but they live here. Uh, and so we're going to do American Thanksgiving with them. So for all the stick I'm giving you guys about... Thanksgiving in November, you're really saving our bacon here, or a uh, plant-based salted smoked item in my case. So I'm really thirsty. I've got this little, you know what this is? I opened up the fridge to pour myself some water, I thought some ginger beer would be nice. I don't know what the real beer judges would say and the real critics about drinking ginger beer right before you try and taste something with any sense of, you know, professionalism. But we're going to see. Mm. It is nice, though. Gingery. We ran out of crack and rum. Do like a bit of crack and rum in the old uh, ginger beer. Dark and stormy. You know those? Ooh, you know what we've been doing recently? We make the dark and stormy. Beautiful. Lovely beverage. I like a little lime bitters in my dark and stormy. My missus, Erica, she likes lime wedge. That works, too. I like the lime wedge if I put in Wormwood bitters, because, of course, as I always try and point out at some point in an episode, God bless Dylan Distills and their wide array of delicious, easily accessible, no less, bitters. The Wormwood ones are quite fantastic in any root beer-based... Wait! (laughs) I'm messing things up right now. It's only 3 p.m., but... My brain's already at night. Dark and Stormy's are ginger beer and spiced rum, and they're delicious. And I like them a lot. And I like them with lime in them. I was starting to think that what we've been doing is instead of ginger beer, we've been using root beer, which, again, lime bitters or wormwood bitters, very nice. But then to make it even better, by the way, and there's crack and rum in there. We put a scoop of vanilla ice cream on top. So it's a float. It's a grown-up float, and it's really nice. Don't forget your spoon. Because there's ice in the drink, the ice cream doesn't melt nearly as quickly as you'd expect it to. So there you go. You learned something new. Erica tells me she didn't put ice in her floats. And considering that I needed a spoon now, but I didn't used to, perhaps neither did I. Hmm, I don't know. But what are you going to do? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to open a beer. It's Monday at 3 p.m., but we aren't working. Also, Americans. Our Thanksgiving is on a Monday, not a Thursday. So that's pretty smart, too, just putting that out there. So anyway, Monday, long weekend. Woohoo! Every day is a long weekend for me right now. You know why? Because I was just on holiday, and I broke a bone in my foot. We'll talk about that later. I'm going to be fine. Don't worry. Uh, Let's drink some beer, though. That's what we came here to do. I teased this out a little on the socials because I was doing it earlier than normal. As you might notice, it's 3 p.m., not 9 p.m., Uh, very bright sunlight coming in through my window, making for crisp, especially on the Instagram. Man, the Instagram machine looks great right now. So this is my hair. I brushed my hair right before this and then I put on a toque, even though I'm wearing a tank top. It's a bit of a weird combination, but I think I've hit the balance. Perfect. What was I saying? I teased this one out. And uh, so if you're watching on the screen at home, trying to do this in a way that we get, you can see it's true to Diabla on both the cameras. Of course, if you're listening to the podcast, you've already seen the title in your player. But what are you going to do? It is McTavish in memoriam. Ooh boy. From Trudeau Diabla in Shawinigan, Quebec. What a beautiful beer. I haven't had this one in at least years, at least. Uh, so let me have one more sip of my ginger beer. Mm. Might as well finish it. <clears throat> Pardon me. And then uh, let's open this guy up. Good sound. Oh, I love a bottle. Man. Cans are great and all, but there's something nice about a bottle. It's not a super loud... Oh, oh, oh. Ooh, not a super loud pop, but right out of the neck. I just got a shotgun blast of hops to the face, which is interesting because I remember this not being a hot bomb, but fragrant and nice. Maybe it's in juxtaposition. Oh, let me get this on camera to uh, to the ginger beer I was just drinking. This isn't a ginger beer. It's a barley beer. That's kind of a stupid bit. The other thing I like about these Trude Diablo bottles, this is a 600ml bottle. Uh, I don't know what that is in American. Sorry, guys. We sold out to the metric system a long, long time ago. Um, But in one of these wonderful Spiegelau IPA glasses, you basically get two glasses. It's two for the price of two, if we're honest. But anyway, I didn't pay for this. This was given to me by a friend, not a sponsor. Don't do the sponsorship thing here. So, friend gave me this as a trade. I connected him with a fish tank. So, that was nice. Uh, McTavish and And what are we looking at here? This is an American Pale Ale. It is hazy, but not a hazy boy. It's just, you know, a little hazy. And uh, golden tending to orange in the middle. Nice fluffy white head. Not a ton of it, but I didn't pour it particularly violently. Let's see if we can make a little bit, give it a shake. Yeah. Yeah, see? Nice kind of... Not quite soapy, but a dense whitehead. I like it. Uh, American Pale Ale, as noted. I do have memories of drinking this. I have no idea. Y- you kind of expect it to stay more or less the same, but the other thing is maybe your memories change a little. Um, it's easy to think you love a thing, and then you go back to it and you go, what did I love about that? I don't remember. Anyway, uh, time to do it. Let's let's stick our noses in here. Mm, yeah. No, that's, that's about what I thought. Ugh. This is good, guys. I haven't even put it in my mouth yet. I mean, nice, um citrusy, little floral hop, but a really obvious malt profile. Um I mean clean two-row uh kind of sweet maltiness, and maybe there's something a little caramelly in there, uh, or crystally maybe. It's got a little sugary kind of quality to it, uh, to the malt. Uh the key here is you can smell them both. The hops are more prevalent, but it's not even hard. Like, I'm not looking for malt in this. So, smells about right, about what I remember, American Pale. By the way, one of the things I remember about this beer is being in love with it. Uh, would get it at, like, probably cask days type events. I think they had this for uh, one of the years at Boz October 5th fast did they ever serve non bows at bows oktoberfest maybe i just picked some bottles up while i was in that area i can't remember anyway it's doing things to my memory not actually giving me any recollections it's just echoes bouncing around the spot where my brain used to be all right let's taste this i'm loose as a goose right now guys i don't know what's going on 3 310 i've had a half a cup of ginger beer Mm. Mm-hmm. So Wow. I- exactly what you'd expect from the aroma, for sure. Except, amazingly, really the first thing that hits you is the malts. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like multi sweet with a little bit of um. I never know exactly how to describe this. It gets confusing because sometimes we use like um, phrases that are farm related to for both yeasts, like like Brettanomyces and stuff when we say it's like uh, uh, barnyard. And then sometimes we talk about hops that are like grassy and sometimes even hay like. This has the aroma of of like a a wheat field or I guess a barley field. I can't really say if I know off the top of my head that I've been near a barley field in the fall, but dried. So like, hey, dry grassiness, but it's not grassy in that case, You know, like like a hay bale. But sometimes you get that characteristic off of malts, and there's a bunch of that in here. Yeah, pleasingly, maybe a little crackery sweet with a bit of hay to the malt. Immediately, this is like that old lie that you got told about where your taste receptors are in your tongue. They're everywhere, all of them. There might be higher concentrations of some in some places, but that business with like here and there and here and back there, that's all BS. It's based off of bad science. But this acts that way because you get sweetness right off the front of your tongue as it's passing over. Although I will point out that I can taste the sweetness all over my tongue. Um, And as you swallow it, you get this um, kind of, it's almost tannic at first hop that resolves into, it's more piney, I think. Piney and earthy. Yeah, it's more piney, earthy, and it's, uh, it's almost more like orange orange peel or almost like dried orange. If you can think of like, um, sometimes you get dried orange bits in like mulling spices and stuff like that. It's not a, uh, a tart, uh oily uh citrus peel it's mo- it, it's it's almost perfumey um and as noted earthy and pine would be the first things i'd pick and that's on the finish and the finish is dry it's tannic um with this mostly piney uh earthy kind of hop Mm-mm-mm. you know with some distance historically now because of course i think they they started making this 10 years ago, maybe. I'm trying to remember. There's a story associated to it, who McTavish was. Maybe it says on the label. Let's, oh gosh, go to the label. Uh, the label's in French. Okay. Um, f- uh, the father of Mr. Machiavelli. Machiavelli? Yeah, maybe. And the Baron in industrial uh, Vandegaard. Oh, my French is terrible. My 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 reading in French is not good. I'm sorry. Oh well. They're talking about somebody who's the father of Mister Machiavelli, which I think is the guy in the in the um, that one of the owners, right? The 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 guy who the bottle cap I'm holding up here is I think kind of modeled after. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think it might be one of the fathers of one of the, the founders, um, seems to have passed away in Printomp spring, right? I'm pretty sure Printemps spring uh, of 2008, which would make sense about 10, 12 years ago. Um, where was I going with this? Oh, yeah, when they started making this, these were the heydays of the American uh, IPA. And certainly this drinks similarly, less citrusy, but similarly to uh, like a Sierra Nevada. Sierra Nevada famously has a really fairly balanced malt and and hop. The hops are turned way up, but you get a a good malty uh, dose with it. It's not just a hop bomb. This one drinks that way, but there's almost more depth and and crackery character to the malt. It's it's got a little bit more nuance. And also, because it's not so much citrusy, it's more piney. and, And again, maybe even a little spicy, earthy. Now, I was drinking ginger beer right before this, so take that with a grain of salt. But it almost drinks, I was going to say, like an, it's not so much like an English pill. It's almost more like an ESB, but with none of the yeast characteristic. You normally expect an ESB to have uh, a fairly British yeast quality to it, and this doesn't have any yeast quality. It's, it's completely clean. I, I would assume it was fermented with like USO5 or something like that, like a cali yeast. Mm. so it tastes yeah it tastes like those early american pales that everyone was 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 having such a good time with you know 10 15 years ago um but with a bit more balls to it um and again not hot balls it's not it's not like they turned up the hop knob it's like they just kind of filled out everything um really interesting because i have like i say i haven't had this in years at least um so, for one, a little bit of a nice throwback, like, oh yeah, I remember when you know Sierra Nevada pale was kind of what everyone was aiming for. That's what Canuck was basically at first it's it's grown up, it's changed a bit um, but I, i'm i'm ninety nine percent sure they were they were kind of just aiming for Sierra Nevada Pale clone. Um, and a lot of people were going that way. This would be bang in that um, so on that side, sense, that side of it, it's kind of cool and it's interesting and nostalgic, you know what I mean? Um, but then on the other that that it is, it kinda like you could almost call it a New World ESB, which is pretty cool. I like that. That's neat. It's a cool beer. Um I also have a whole nother glass and I'm barely even touched this one because I'm just jitter chat. When I put on Facebook I said if you want some jibber jabber about beer, <laughs> that should be the that should be the description of this podcast. Eh, it's a bit of jibber jabber about beer by a guy who doesn't always get it right. Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. Hot damn, that's good. So, yeah, McTavish in Memorial. So, what are you going to eat with this while you're drinking it? Oh, dag, yo. I just thought of what I'm going to eat with it. Fish and chips. I think I said that for something just a few weeks ago, but guess what? I'm the one with the microphone, so there you go. Um, Fish and chips, because of that English quality. Again, no English yeast quality to it, but it's got that... Yeah. I don't know kind of sturdy English, sitting in a pub, kept the shine on the bar with the sleeves of our coats type kind of feel to it. Um, that's an old reference, by the way, kids. Impressed if uh, if you guys get that, message me, hit me up, and let me know if you get that line. Um, I think because we're planning, I think, yeah, pretty sure, on having fish and chips for dinner tonight, and uh, I think that's what I, I think I'm gonna save the other half of this. I wonder if I can just. Put that lid back on there. Oh, hey, here comes my family. Back from the park, lovely. Um, Fish and chips, I'm gonna save the other half of this. I'm gonna put it in the beer fridge right now. Just to keep it lovely, lovely, lovely. Get in there, there we go. That's what I'm doing with that. I'm eating fish and chips with it. What else could you do? Well, again, um, you're not going after the the normal hop chase. You don't need something necessarily spicy to keep up with this. This would be a great cheese beer, great beer to have some cheese with. You know, you can uh, some cheddars would keep up with it fine. Some some kind of bigger ones, maybe not getting too dank on the cheddar front, but like good sturdy aged cheddars. A lot of the Dutch cheeses would be real nice. Um, and in fact, it would it would hold up against um, like creamier cheeses too. There's 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 enough tannic quality, enough bitterness to kind of cut some of that fat. So that'd be a good that'd be a fun little beer to have a little cheese. Little cheese tasting with, I think, uh, the McTavish in Memoriam from True to Diablo. Um, so, where are you going to get this? Well, good question. Uh, Shawinigan, Quebec. I wouldn't be surprised if it has pretty decent distribution in the province of Quebec. It was at the LCBO, I think, for a little while. Let me uh, let me just see here, um, LCBO. Um, McTavish. Let's just search that and see how we do. True to Diablo McTavish in memoriam. It was at the LCBO for $5.95 a bottle. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine, fine. I'm English. We've already discovered that. Uh, I don't know if this means I can just buy it. Inventory at selected stores. Select a store. Find a store near my location. I don't care about that, oh, okay. I'm not gonna tell you my postal code because it would be easy to find me. Oh, they have it at the LCBO right now. So there you go, you can go get this at the LCBO and I would encourage you to. For a 650 mil bottle, it's only 595. That's slightly below the 100, $1 per 100 mil threshold that I usually use for brewery-priced beers. So that's pretty good for a beer coming from Quebec. Um, so yeah, go pick some up at the LCBO. Really nice beer. Uh, definitely, uh, there was a bunch of stores listed when I finally got there. Um, so you can get it there. You can get it in Quebec. You can get it either. So wherever you are in Ontario or Quebec, you can probably connect with a bottle. And I would encourage you to do so. Other cool thing about um, True Diablo, uh, other than this beer, I realize I haven't said specifically something else that's about them. Um, I'm pretty sure... Like almost positive, it was to Diabla who uh, silent partnered with Bim to open Godspeed. So you know me and Godspeed, like best buddies, and uh, to Diablo part of that family. Don't know if that was a uh, like a startup and then they they bought they get bought out, or if they're still involved as, as a partner. Don't know. Don't care. Good on them for at least helping get them off the ground, and uh, and what a success. What would be an episode of the Toronto Beer Podcast if I didn't give some love to Godspeed Brewery? Anyway, um, to Diablo, that's what you're going to do. That's what you're going to eat with it. That's where you're going to get it. It is delightful. Let me have a sip. So what else we got going on? Well, it is a holiday. But in Toronto, they are moving us back to modified phase two is what they're calling it, which means just the the convenient things where the people who are affected don't have enough uh, lobbying power <clears throat> to really affect any change. What does that mean? Restaurants, bars, fitness clubs, unfortunately. Uh, everything else, eh, pretty much life carries on. School, yeah, fill them up. You know, teachers getting COVID, eh, it's going to happen. That seems to be the the position of the government. and I can't say I agree with that, but... Uh, that's where they're headed. So uh, you cannot eat at a restaurant inside anymore, though. They will be closed. They are now closed. They closed this weekend, which sucks for a lot of my friends who are bar and restaurant owners. And uh, I believe me, guys, I feel your pain. Uh, it, this is not cool. Um, hey, as a quick aside. If you're one of the people who's like working from home and still making the exact same income that you always make, but you can't do anything with it because you can't travel and restaurants are closed and all that. Hey, could you please do us all a favor and order takeout from the restaurants that are still providing it, especially ones in your neighborhood, um, because you need to take care of the home fire first. Uh, Like I was reading stuff because of the way that the, the announcement was made. I think the announcement was made on Friday that they were closing effective. Like twelve o one a m Saturday, so like fourteen hours later, a bunch of most bars and restaurants would have stocked up for the weekend. Um, I mean, for their reduced numbers, but more stock than if they were say going to be closed. And so they were sitting on a ton of uh, of of produce and 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 meat and dairy and such. And so people were encouraging as much as possible to uh, to please. uh Uh, order if you could. Um, Obviously, if you're in a tight spot, um, (laughs) like for instance, if you own a bar or restaurant, uh, this message is not for you. Um, Or if COVID has left you in a very tight financial position, uh, I feel that pain. So uh, don't feel obligated. But certainly if you have some disposable income that you could direct towards a bar or restaurant, that would help out. A lot. As with in the beginning of the pandemic, too, if you've got a lot of money sitting around and you know you maybe can't order in right now because of timing issues, uh, feel free to buy gift cards if the bar or restaurant in question offers them. Um, that is as good as money as far as they're concerned. So that would be helpful, too. What else is happening? Well, probably not a lot. Uh, you know, gatherings are all capped. There's no sports. Uh, who knows? So we are just going to have to tuck our chins and carry on uh, And and tuck your chin. In this case, ideally into a mask that goes from below your chin, over your mouth, and over your nose. That would be the best thing that you could do. Uh, Because, of course, we now know that is one of the easiest, cheapest, and most effective ways to try and prevent community transmission. Isn't science great? So, that's what we're going to do. What else is happening this week? Not a lot. Shortened work week, if you're here in Canada. Uh, So enjoy that. Oh, I was going to tell you about my foot last Tuesday. All right. Here we go. It was the day before my big 40th. I was still technically 39. Uh, the rugby pitch, there's these little potholes, little sinkholes that were forming in the rugby pitch. I think because they did a really lousy job installing the sprinkler system and it's probably leaking at some joints, which creates sinkholes. Uh, anyway, they're a menace and, and, and the club goes around and we put uh, little pylons little, you know, the little soccer disc ones, uh, into the holes so that there's like a visual, like, Hey, careful, there's a pothole here. But the reality is when you're running hard in a game of rugby, you're not processing like, Oh, I need to stay away from that random pylon so actually I I stepped into a pothole sinkhole whatever you want to call it pretty early in the game and I rolled my left ankle very classic you know out and over Um, and it wasn't comfortable but I finished the play and then I got up and I kind of walked it off stretched it out a little jumped back in the play it was fine it was sore but it wasn't the end of the world the problem was about 30 minutes later when I was uh, chasing a a ball carrier at literally full speed like full-on sprint and I hit one of those potholes and of course the problem is you're striding, and you have an expectation when your foot's going to hit the ground, and it's like two centimeters lower. And in that space, the the plane of your foot changes. And in this case, my toe kind of hit the front of the the pothole, and my foot just twisted, uh, probably further than ninety degrees inwards. It was it was it was past the ninety degree mark as I looked down at it and and heard a most disconcerting tearing sound which I hope desperately was my shoe, but it was not. Uh, so that one, I didn't walk off that one. I kind of stayed down for a minute and the guy was like ankle. And I was like, yeah, he's like, I saw that. I said, yeah, not good. And then I kind of got up and kind of did the limp off. And then I got over to the, the, the bleachers and I was, you know, the game was only about 15 minutes left in it. Um, so I was out and, uh, walked it off a little bit and I I could walk on it it hurt like hell but I could walk on it um and of course I'd ridden my bike over because typically we have some beers after the game and I so I don't drive um but uh by the way kids Operating a bicycle is equally dangerous uh, when you're when you're uh, not sober. I don't drink that much. I just drink more than I would feel comfortable explaining to an officer if they pulled me over. Uh, I, I would still call myself sober. Just, you know, four beers is, is more than most people drink when they drive. So, and I'm on the bike path, no roads the whole way home. Um, but I rode my bike home. And again, it was hurting, but hey, that happens. Uh, but then... Um, you know, it started locking up when I got home and, and I knew at that point it was it was pretty bad. <laughs> it was, uh, I was pretty sure it wasn't broken. <laughs> I was wrong, but uh, it was pretty bad. So I didn't want to go to the ER on my 40th birthday, uh, partially because I like myself and my birthday and partially because I just didn't want every bloody person who looked at my health card to be like, oh, happy birthday. And I'd be like, eh, great, thanks. So I chilled out at home on on Wednesday, and then Thursday morning, got it first thing, went into St. Mike's, and it was actually kind of hilarious. It's the one good thing about COVID. ERs are a lot more chill than they used to be, and especially if you can wait and, say, leave the house at around 7 a.m., take the streetcar over. I literally walked up to registration, walked from registration to triage, got triaged. They've insisted on putting me in a wheelchair because my foot was so bad. That should give you an idea. And uh, then was wheeled down to the x-ray room and like maybe 15 minutes later was getting x-rayed. Um, if it had just been the x-ray and then the the radiologist and the doctor looking at it and being done, I probably would have been out of the hospital in an hour and a half, tops, which would be like a world record for me. Unfortunately, the x-ray was negative, means there was nothing bad looking in the x-ray. But the doctor said, that's really bad what you've done to your foot. We've got to be missing something. So they ordered a CT which then you have to wait to get in, and it takes a long time to process, and then a radiologist has to go through and use those modeling tools. And anyway, the long and short of it is they realized that I actually did break my talus, which is the bone between your tibia and your calcaneus, your heel bone. It's a small little guy, and it didn't break in half. It's just got a crack. So I've got a referral on Wednesday to go see an orthopedic surgeon, but I would be very surprised if they said anything other than just keep off it for a little bit. But I'm walking around now, not great, but uh, okay. Go out for a walk on the crutches and weight bear a bit on there and it's not the worst ankle injury I've had. So (laughs) we're keeping on, (sighs) but the good news is there's no hockey this year. So it's not like I'm going to miss the hockey season. Uh, I am missing the hockey season, but not through any fault of my own. Uh, So that's where we're at. Technically a broken ankle. So two broken ankles in less than two years. You wonder why my wife puts up with me. She did say when I came home very apologetic and and not in considerable amount of pain that she would prefer me to be active and sporty and injured sometimes than never hurt but sedentary. So I kind of agree with her on that. Good to keep fit. I know that there are ways to keep fit that don't get injured, but I happen to like the ones that cause that. So If that's your jam, I'm with you, man, or or a woman. I meant that in a non-gendered way. Person, friend, I'm with you, friend. Get out there, live a bit. You know, what's the worst that's going to happen? You're going to get hurt, you'll get better. It's the way our bodies work. Have fun with it. Anyway, this has been a long one. Happy Thanksgiving, wherever you're celebrating. And even if where you're celebrating, it doesn't celebrate it. You can be a Canadian at heart, even if you're not by passport. And uh, enjoy your day. Enjoy your holiday if you had it off today. If you're not off, I'm sorry. Or, you know, if you're listening to this a couple of days later. I hope you're having a good day. Uh, that's it, man. Again, with the man. Dude, bro, see, they're all, it's all, it's all like patriarchy stuff. We're programmed. It's weird. Friend, that's it. I'm going to talk at you in slightly more than seven days because, of course, by next Monday, I should be back to the regular schedule time of 9 p.m.-ish. For this wonderful little uh, gibbering and jabbering about beer. I'm gonna finish this McTavish and uh, probably go elevate my foot and ice it because having it below my body for this long kinda sucks, not gonna lie. So, enjoy your week, happy Thanksgiving, talk to you next Monday. Bye.